0: The very first outside Mixed
1: up Wow, I wonder if I picked up at all Confusion Man, it's a killing me
0: There's just too many People
1: And they're all too hard to please We I mean, have very chill neighbors
0: <laughs> At least you hope so. I mean, it's also pretty early. Kelly, we're here. mix up confusion. As always, in the backyard.
1: <laughs> For the first time. Well, technically second time.
0: For the se- yeah, so if you listened to us on Monday, we were coming to you from the backyard. Hey, guess what? We're still from the backyard. Are you saying...
1: Oh, no. Sorry.
0: <laughs> we're out in the backyard. <laughs> Things happen in the backyard. We're playing with dogs as we do a podcast and we throw balls up on top of sheds. That's what happens. That's what you get. So if you don't care about us, you're listening to Portland, Oregon in the background. Just going by. So just soak in the children playing, soak in the buses, soak in the the balls being thrown on sheds and dogs (laughs) running back and forth. If you don't have those in your neighborhoods, you need to get them.
1: Well, we're, we're happy to provide the ambiance.
0: We're happy to provide the ambiance. So, Kelly, we talked about a really great song that we had nothing but high praise for called Dreamin' of You. Hell yeah. Off of the Bootleg Series Volume 8, Telltale Signs. Could have been on, time out of mind in a different world. We were going to close out our music video month not only watching the video that features Harry Dean Stanton, but we're also going to talk about music videos in general. So we've kind of gone over the history, the MTVification of music videos, Uh, Into the 1980s and sort of the excess of music videos. And now we're into a moment where we can talk about like the 90s, 2000s, and today. But we're going to talk about the music videos that really impacted our lives specifically. There will be other music video months. Do not fret America and the world. But we will be talking about other Bob Dylan videos as they come along. Uh, In fact, we might save a couple of them for maybe this time next year. But, Kelly, we grew up in a world that – I don't know how it is today, but we were certainly influenced by music videos. We grew up in a world that did not have the internet, or if it did, the internet was so slow. I mean, there was no such thing as YouTube. didn't come around until I was in college. I mean, we were both college age when YouTube showed up in 2005, 2006, Mm -hmm. Um, and that was early YouTube. That was, like, not the YouTube that we know and love today. So we were growing up in a world where you were watching music videos on – MTV, MTV2. Much Music. Much Music, which turned into Fuse. Do you remember
1: The Box? Did you never see, have The what's Box? What's the, so the Box? Oh, that's a sh- channel? Yeah, oh yeah oh, The Box wow. is actually around... Oh, VH1 uh, too, let's throw that Oh yeah, VH1, 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 and then there was... I think there might even have been a third one, I can't well, remember.
0: Well, VH1's Classics. Right, and, right, that's one, VH1 MTV2 classics, and, I think, yeah. But The Box, what's that? Yeah,
1: so The Box is actually around, um, I think even as early as the like early 90s. Um, but, and it still exists, I found it... Uh, when I was staying at an Airbnb once, so some rich folks who had cable, nice. uh, they had all the channels. So the box was on there. So the, the box was a non-hosted, non uh, program channel that was literally just music videos and they were by request. So Whoa. there would be a, a scroll at the bottom constantly saying, if you want to listen to, if you want to see this video, oh, call but, and, and request But You wouldn't
0: this. say like, you want to watch Mastodon.
1: They might have. I don't remember exactly how it worked, but I know it was all requested. I never saw a fucking human being on that channel. Wow. So, well, I mean, and there's, I and saw humans in the music videos. Come on. There
0: That's are also videos now on DirecTV and stuff that are, they play either music, old music video blocks, or they do like uh, music DVDs. Hmm. Um, my dad watches it all the time where it'll be like a uh, special on The Who or-, or Oh, it's it'll just it'll an be,
1: entire performance, right? i j- that. Whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: but it'd be like the three hour, mm-hmm. all of the wall, you know, by yeah, Pink yeah. Floyd. Uh, so it does. There are still avenues to do it, but it's more classic rock mode or TRL exists again, and I'm sure that's very right, much yeah. particular to, just like it was for us, a very particular to the moment of time, which we're not a part of, and I don't pretend to be a part of it. So I don't. I've never watched TRL in its current iteration, but TRL, of Carson Daly, back in the '90s and 2000s, was hugely influential for me. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, and I think for most of America, like, uh, you knew about it even if you were um, antagonistic to it, you know?
1: So we, I mean, I was born in 88. Uh, 87. 87 for Daniels, just so everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Um, but I always had cable when I was a kid, and I grew up on MTV. So even those early VJs, downtown Julie Brown, um, and, and Dave Holmes, whom I listened to. Two of his podcasts. And that's a weird world to come
0: around to, yeah. <laughs> and
1: he's actually commented on TRL now. He's like, you know, like, I can't help it. It's so fun to listen to his podcasts, which aren't about MTV at all. He hosts one called The International Watch, which is a game show.
0: I mean, he's he must have been... He must be gone from MTV as long as he was at MTV oh, at this longer,
1: point. Oh, longer. yeah, for sure. He writes for Esquire, and then he also hosts another podcast called uh, Homophilia, which he interviews um, queer uh, people, like famous people, so. Yeah. But... It's so fun every once in a while he'll throw in because people will ask him, say, No, Dave Holmes come like, on man,
0: that's where I would know him
1: from. Yeah, yeah, so they'll like throw a music question at him or something, and somebody brought up to your album and he was like, "I try to watch it, man," and it's just like, it's these people are just clapping for no reason and there's almost no. I mean, get the music fuck out of here. and it's just I don't understand it. That was exactly it. what and, that was. Before I mean, that. It was. Yeah, it was. So I, I wonder how much of it is hit. He's just like jaded. And uh, this is our a Twitch lot, conversation but, yeah. from earlier. Yeah, like,
0: yeah. That, there's a we can't we can't become those people right right? there. We have to resist the urge to just be like the youth of today is screwing the pooch. That's not the reality. They are just like us. They just have different outlets that we didn't have.
1: And he usually checks. Like no shade on Dave Holmes. Like I get it, but I wonder because I'm not going to dip my toe in. I, uh, he's in his late forties. We're nowhere close to that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I am. (laughs) No, you're not. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know I haven't I haven't looked so it could be fine. I doubt it is. No, I think we it, would feel not, the same way he does about no, it. No, it's
0: not that it's fine. It, it's that I don't understand it and it's not okay.
1: <laughs> like I'm fine
0: with saying this is not my shit and I can have my own personal opinion, but I I find it. Absolutely abhorrent to go out in the world and just be like, the kids of today and their music are fucked. Are you kidding me? That's what oh, I'm not at all. I know, I know yeah. that, but that's like, that's a knee jerk reaction if there ever has been one. And that's what people do. That's not saying he's doing it, but people. Your it, confusion not is hard, noted, right? but like to, to, to pass judgment is the problem. Right. Be confused. I'm fucking confused. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't get anything that the youth do.
1: I don't understand Migos. What's a Migos? But
0: they didn't get. Us either at the time, and that's and that's fine, like that's totally fine, and I I respect that. And they will feel that way soon, don't worry with whatever they have. And I hope that they're happy with what they get, you know. I'm that's all I can hope for. But we grew up in a very specific time, so maybe if you're post it or pre it, this (laughs) might not really appeal to you. But I think some of the bands have picked up a stick. So Kelly, I think it's instructive for us to talk about the music videos, the songs that impacted us. So we both made a sort of quote unquote top 5 list even though right, we've yeah. bended even though we sort of bent the rules on that, but let's just briefly talk about the videos that we remember. Like maybe just riff on them. Sure. I some of the biggest ones, which I think we've we've all seen. Here it goes again. Okay, go.
1: Oh, right. It's probably yeah, with, one of the
0: most iconic with ones with the
1: um, treadmills. The yeah. treadmills,
0: which mm-hmm. uh, all of their videos have sort of set a bar, if you will, for what a video could be I Fell in Love with the Girl. White yeah, stripes, white stripes, yeah, with the Legos. One yeah. of the best videos. Maps by AAS. Yeah, 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 yes. I remember that one very mm-hmm. uh vividly. Rapist Star Kelly, uh trapped in a closet. Right. Was very unique to its time. Uh there was like fifty videos for that. That was a legitimate like exercise which we do today that's but that had never been done before
1: yeah i mean that's that's runaway
0: and then today i mean some of the easier ones like uh gangnam style
1: right yeah talking about like the viral age for sure yeah yeah.
0: go t a um what is the song called
1: somebody that i used to know
0: right and then obviously the the latest one of this sort is uh this is america right john scambino donald glover which are crazy songs
1: great I mean like they're all catchy songs and the fact that they have videos that really hook you in gives them another dimension which is why talking about music videos and looking at music videos kind of through a more critical lens is really fun it's a fun exercise
0: absolutely and I think videos now are very they're not tailored for a mass audience in a way that they're tailored for possibly to get more people on board with what you're doing but also to reinforce sort of themes of your album and I find that very interesting in the last five to ten years, that they're very they're very much art pieces of the moment. They're not so much for consumption in the moment, but they're something to go back to when you become an obsessive fan and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that those are here."
1: So, um, it again, you have to take into account our lives and how old we are. But I think at some point, music videos transition from a way to for your song to get play yeah. as they were would on the radio, same kind of thing, uh, into well people aren't doing this people aren't listening to the radio very much people aren't watching tv very much and now it's just an art piece that can get some attention yes um whether or not it's a legitimate like I, this is how i want to express it or it's well people will talk about this or... well this
0: america coincided with him being on snl mm-hmm. you know one of the one of the few people that hosted and performed, performed you know right, yeah. it was a big event in snl's history and snl like it or not or whatever you feel about it it's still a national program and it still has a lot of clout and so when he's like hey you can also go online and watch my new song and yeah. not only for it to be a new song but to be that song in that video right
1: it's powerful absolutely um for me to just rattle off some stuff real quick too um, Jamiroquai was a big one. Oh,
0: it was a huge one <laughs>
1: and everyone saw and it's just that dude in a room with stuff moving around but it was a big deal and oh it was amazing that hat in that video has been mimicked many a time over um, Bjork all is full of love as well as Hunter which is my favorite one it was just her staring into a camera turning into a bear uh, Hunter was actually featured on the very first episode I do believe oh it
0: was <laughs> yeah. hell yeah shout out to uh... I Wanna Be Your Lover nope that was the
1: second
0: one oh my god
1: uh, Taylor uh, Blue is the third one
0: uh, uh, honest with me sorry I was with me. shout out to episode one honest with me
1: Eight? Oh my god that was a million years ago smashing, smashing pumpkins tonight tonight that was like the, a really thematic video oh yeah that because yeah, yeah, it was like a steampunk yeah, yeah. style it was really interesting uh-huh. and had fun set pieces in the background <sighs> I forgot about that Freak on a Leash because classic, that, that classic. Was just,
0: like, cool. oh this is a TRL era now. yeah
1: bullet flying through stuff super cool um most of Marilyn Manson's videos uh, up until around um, mob scene were all very art, like very, and I love the stuff he did where he was, especially the mechanical animals era, where we're talking about like um, beautiful people. And, Which is the one
0: people would probably know.
1: Right, where he's, in, he's the in the full in the prosthetic, prosthetic suit. Yeah. And Coma White uh, also was a big one because it was the JFK assassination, uh, but yeah. him and Rose McGowan playing in yeah, out. Of course, Rose. So um, yeah, just all of his stuff was really high art. I love the stuff that he did with gender. It was just really yeah, yeah. fun. And, and it was shocking at the time for a popular artist. Even, it obviously, it's been controversial. That was his whole purpose in life yes. was to make people uncomfortable. And I think he there's a lot of artistry there that people kind of count him out for. Yes, um, Especially now that uh, drag is a popular culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it brought it into people's houses. Well, Absolutely. You wanted to see well, it or not, which well, is amazing. that was
0: Eminem's sole point, too. Right. And Eminem was a part of that. And even him just bringing Marilyn Manson into the equation Right. Sort of brought all of that. I mean, pop culture is a very powerful influence. Absolutely. And it's something that I think we kind of forget from time to time. Because we do live in our little bubbles. And I, I, I oftentimes don't consider what I like pop culture. But in reality, it's all influenced by all of it.
1: For sure. 9 they nails. They're videos of kind of the, the 80s videos too, especially from like uh, AI, down in it. First, like, yeah, that was their Yeah,
0: that was. So the tail, the end of it.
1: But. Oh my God. It's not Downward Spiral. What the fuck is... Pretty Hate Machine. Yeah, Pretty Hate Machine came out in 89. Um, and there's two videos from it. I think there's Down In It. And... um had like a hole, I believe, was on the first, first album too. Yeah. And those videos are so weird in the 80s. And I actually watched them while we were doing this month. But... Um, Closer is definitely... Probably his biggest song, one. Yeah. And two, the best video. Him suspended... Uh, with no strings visible, just on his back, spinning in a circle is one of the most iconic images I can remember in um, that scene for music videos, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and March the Pigs, I love, even though it's just a live performance video. It's the only video I've ever seen where it's a band in a room just playing the song, not in a produced way. It's like, okay, go. And they're playing the fucking song and yeah. it just cuts in and it's really cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, and Aqua, Barbie Girl, gotta aye, say. Aye, aye. <laughs> for everything, it's Classic. Just, just very pop, very bright colors, very Never 90s. Uh,
0: One-Hit Wondery, you know? But, we do a whole thing on One-Hit Wonders. For oh, for sure. We,
1: and maybe we will. Maybe we Lou will tune in I'll next year. Up. But
0: uh, I don't know how we'd fit that into Bob Dylan, Would yes.
1: <laughs> We could fucking do it. Um, and I'm not even talking about my my five formative well, videos. Well, yeah, we're
0: going to get to that in a moment. But
1: the last thing I want to bring up is Tool. So all of Tool's videos have been uh, pretty thematic. Adam Jones, who plays the guitar for Tool, actually directed the majority of their videos, with the exception of two of them. And the, uh, the first couple, the song off Opiate that I hush was them naked, just standing around with like parental advisory signs on their, their, uh, crotchal areas. And, um, scathing. Yeah. Uh, so that one's not great. But then when we moved into, um, oh my God, what's the name of the album? Undertow. Uh, we have Stink Fist and Prison Sex, um they started with this claymation really dark really purposeful storytelling through their music videos it was a, it's you know it's a lot of uh symbolism and it's a it's very creepy and unsettling yeah. sober is probably one of the scariest videos ever because a little claymation figures going through this little torture type of situation and it's it's really agonizing uh anima is a fantastic video it's, it's like people it, this that one is actually people Um, They're like sandblasted and they're just, I don't know, they have a real clear vision and it's really fun. It's beautiful. Um, What's the one that's, yeah, Schism is kind of like. Schism is the one that I Yeah, yeah, so that's another, like most of them all, all of Tool's videos blend very well. Practical effects with CG Mm -hmm. and claymation and they're all very well thought out and, and worth watching. I would say stay away from their most recent video which was for um, the album 10,000 Days which came out in 2006 was the last album they put out Damn. and uh, it's fucking terrible it's just CG Alex Grey art which they fucking love Alex Grey and that's fine it's been a thing forever I get it um, but it's really really bad like unwatchable it's for Vicarious and it's just 10 minutes of shitty CG art in and out and it's sad but if you ever want to watch some really cool high concept kind of art videos yeah tech actual stuff Go and that stuff was not track. on TV so that's why I didn't put it on my formative videos was yeah I'm sure it was yeah yeah, 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 but the videos specifically they were so hard to find back in the day that I paid I went to a little uh-huh. like second run or second run uh, used uh, CD music sh- music store and there was this collection that existed it was a BHS combo um, with it was an album that was a couple of B-sides and some live recordings I can't remember what it was fucking called that's gonna kill me uh, but it came with a VHS too, and it was super rare and f- super hard to find. I mean, this was Peck in 2005, uh, and I paid 40 bucks for it because, like, I looked for it online, and everything I could find was $100. Oh, so man. I was like, oh, I thought. I knew the beat to fucking back. The case was terrible, but I had the fucking VHS with all of their videos on it, and that was the only place you could find all of their videos for until, you know, the internet yeah. became a thing. So that was what a wonderful world, thing. the
0: internet, but I mean. We don't have a lot of opportunities. People one generation before us will go out of their way to be like, back in the day we went to record stores and stuff. But, right. yeah, we had to do some crazy-ass shit. I remember just being into wrestling, ordering VHSs from, you know, To get the of, pay-per-views? To get the pay-per-views. Nice. And we had to do that stuff, too, my friends. So
1: Old-school VOD. That used to be a thing where you could get it through the cable box. You could call and order it, just like you can not today. But it was like, even more yeah. crazy than because and
0: I, I did do that for one pay per view. I got away with it, and <laughs> and that was the one that Owen Hart died on.
1: Oh my God! Really? Ninety
0: yeah, nine.
1: You yeah. saw that live?
0: No, no. Well, it wasn't live. It, nobody saw it. It was not on video. Oh, because oh, they do the they do the introductions right, before. Right, right. Okay. And uh, no, I just remember like Jr. Was just like Owen Hart is out of because he was at the time the Blue Bird or whatever. Whatever it was, he was wearing a bird suit, which oh, really? was unfortunate. Yeah, he was doing, like, a... He was I a character. But he's he was still in his
1: purple. I guess not. No,
0: that's Bret Hart. Bret Hart is the... Oh, then he's who the,
1: the...
0: Owen Hart is his br- brother. Oh. Owen Hart was doing, like, a... Bret Hart had a similar thing. The the screw job in Montreal, where, right. like, they conspired against him for Shawn Michaels to win the belt. That was years before. Okay, okay, never mind. But, like, Owen Hart, he was coming down as, like, the blue... I want to say blue bird. I don't really remember... But he, you know, fell off and landed on a turnbuckle and died. Died, yeah. And JR was just like, we had a horrible accident. The Owen Hart match is not happening. Something happened here. And that was the end of it. Damn. And then at the end, they announced that he, or I think near the last match said that he died. They're just like, Whoa. what? And, and the finale, I think was like, I think it was Undertaker Stone Cold. I think that was the finale. And it was just like, who and ca- What? Like what is even happening? Wow, it's, and it's a weird thing, and that was the only one that I was ever able to like scheme my way into. For whatever reason, I had to watch it in my mom's room because it didn't work out in the out in the living room. It for some reason only existed there. So I just remember sitting on my mom's bed while she was trying to sleep and I'm just watching the <laughs> fucking thing. But even she was sort of like casually aware of it. It was like, what am I letting my fucking kid watch?
1: It's so intense. In 99,
0: it would have been 13, 12, you know? It yeah. Was... Well,
1: especially because wrestling is like, you can't, is this a story or is this really happening? And
0: God, K-fabe, yeah. Is this in the world, out of the world, what's going on? Yeah. That's so much in the world. That was a, that was such a bizarre, bizarre event. Yeah. We're, we have our troubles too. Generation before us, (laughs) so beyond so MTV was obviously a thing, and we obviously go to great lengths as we've proven to get our media of choice. But there was a time period too where we were catered to between 2000 and I would say three to about 2005, which were my you know sophomore year in high school to my senior year in high school, where MTV2 decided we're going to be banging
1: and we're going to bring back Headbangers Ball. Ball.
0: Now Headbangers Ball for me. It's really weird. I think of Headbangers Ball as like all of MTV2, and that's probably a mistake because I went back through and I found old playlists for MTV for Headbangers Ball, and they're not great. <laughs> like, it's a lot of kill switch, it's a lot of uh, edema, it's a lot of slipknot, it's a lot of uh, stained bands I don't really uh, care for or like. But something about MTV2, even beyond that, there were blocks of time where I saw videos that I had never seen before and bands and music that I'd never experienced. And those were seminal, seminal moments of my life. I mean, I found out about Thursday because of that. Uh, I remember early in the morning waking up before I went to school and I watched Understanding in a Car Crash, and that was 2002. And Thursday is one of, like, the seminal bands in my life as a person from those years. And I still love Thursday to this day. Um, there's obviously Fallout Boy, Sugar, We're Going Down. That was I, on Hitbanger's Ball? No, no, no. These are just like playing at that time. Oh, the gotcha, two, gotcha. I no, like, what? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> but Fallout Boy was another big one, brand new. Mm. Uh, Sick Transit Gloria, uh, Glory Fades. Like, what a great video, but I would have never known they existed if it weren't for that. Um, Yellow Card, Ocean Avenue. We, yeah. we recently watched that for unknown reasons that we won't get into. And uh, Death Cat for Cutie, another one talking about uh, the kind of sadness that came with, like, Tool,
1: you mm-hmm. know, where
0: um, you sort of feel bad watching it. Uh, I went to go rewatch I Will Follow You Into the Dark, and it's just Ben Gibbard, like, being consumed by his apartment, like a little tiny hole in his floor expands into an expanse that he falls into when he's just in the floorboards, and then it closes up on him.
1: Wow. Okay. Because I never listened to Death Cab for Cutie. But I listened to the Postal Service. So when I Will Follow You Into the Dark came out, I was like, this is the guy from Postal Service. So that was my experience. I'm a
0: huge fan of plans. I don't really care I mean Death I love Cab all this shit that now. Much. I mean, I went back
1: after the you song. Went I back. Like, oh man, Don't think <laughs> cuties a thing.
0: Yeah, they're pretty good. But the first I cuties
1: for cuties song I ever heard was um Soulmate's Body. And I was like, I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah, not super when into this. Which body. I like that song now, but like I was like, this is so weird For me, those shit. two are very
0: connected. Yeah. Soulmate's Body with uh, I Will Fall You Into the Dark. Yeah, mean, plans. Really, plans, baby. Great album. If you haven't listened to Plans, go listen to Plans. It's fantastic. So Headbangers Ball, we did not watch the original with Ricky Radman. He he was part of the Headbangers Ball Volume 2, though. He hosted a couple of episodes. So it's not like he was, like, an unknown person. But it was more of a live show. It was more of, like, a studio audience, and it had uh, guests show up. Famously, people like Guns N' Roses came up, like, high as shit. Uh, People pissed on the set. People were drunk and high out of their minds. And that was the the joy of the show. The Jamie Jasta era in 2003 to roughly 2006 was very much not it was very much just one interview with a band and you sort of intersperse a couple of questions per the hour that you had hour or two that you had and you would get a couple of breaks where you listen to them and then it was over
1: Mm -hmm.
0: i i i it was a very important thing to have that kind of music as me for me as a kid i'm sure it was for you as well if you oh yeah and I watched it religiously because Saturday at 11 o'clock, like, that was when you did it. That's when it was on. And you couldn't gauge when you would be able, especially in school, you know, in high school. You couldn't just stay up till 3 a.m. on a Wednesday to watch it. Like, and you want to watch it with friends. And it's like Saturday, you're hanging out, you're getting drunk, you're getting high. Or you're not. And you're just watching great videos. and
1: Yeah, I so Headbangers Ball originally ran from 87 to 95 uh it was two different guys before Ricky Rackman he took it over in um 89 I believe 89 or 90 and I the biggest thing that happened with Headbangers Ball why it ended up fizzling out I think at least because it was a TRL kind of environment and like not only just the chaos but people started criticizing it for playing too soft music like Ricky Rackman I I, I watched so much VH1 back in the day so I was I've seen every (laughs) like Best Week Ever, and Hits of the 90s, and fucking, uh, oh my God, One Hit Wonders. Like, they did so many fun clip shows where they would incorporate all these things. Like, that's my jam. This is the easiest, fastest way to consume media without actually having to consume it. This is amazing. Yes. So
0: yeah, What exists like that now? I don't even I know. Mean, I
1: mean, I don't know, man. Mojo
0: know. top ten list? Like, I don't Who know.
1: Who knows? But uh, Ricky Rackman, it was like behind the scenes of uh, Headbangers Ball, or whatever they called it. It was like behind the music, but it was Headbangers Ball Edition, but it wasn't yeah. behind the music, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And he was—I'm pretty sure. I could be totally wrong, but I—I I, I have a very strong memory of him being like. Then we started playing fucking Stone Temple Pilots, and like nobody understood what we were doing anymore. <laughs> I was like, one, I like Stone Temple Pilots too." Oh okay, dear. fair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so so it went away it did it went yeah. away for until 2003 when Jamie Jass took it over I didn't super watch Headbangers Ball I watched it once or twice but I think the we version
0: 2 or version 1 the
1: second one okay. uh, the first one was we were too young
0: we were way too young <laughs> yeah. I was like what are you doing getting VHS's the of these now?
1: right and, and, then, and this is before the internet so it's not like we could just like go binge the, the prior episodes
0: no because even watching YouTube videos as an adult I'm like I no this is very 80s to me this is I don't recognize this style.
1: Yeah. So if you didn't catch it when it was on, on, you didn't catch it, and you it was a little know. before our time. Yeah. Or you um, won't get it. But for, I don't know, we talked a little bit before we started recording about um, Much Music Infused, which had its own version. Yes. Actually, the catalyst to Headbangers Ball being re- brought back Uranium. was Uranium, yes. uh, hosted by Julie Trenetsky. And, oh, Trenetsky,
0: I didn't know what her last name was. Oh, yeah, was. she's from... Uh, Julia is um, Julia. From you from just Ukraine. say Julia from Uranium, you're like, oh, yeah. I oh, know yeah. Julia. From oh, Uranium. we all know Julia.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: probably, yeah. Not only your crush, my crush, but a crush of so many other people. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. So, Uranium came out when I was about 14. I remember very clearly the first time I ever saw an episode when I think it was still much music, that the, the network that it was, it was on. Yeah. Uh, I was at my brother's apartment in Boca Raton. And, I was, yeah, it must have been 13 or 14. Boca Raton. Hell yeah. <laughs> wow. Or maybe he lived in Boynton Beach. Ooh. I don't remember. One of the two. And I I was watching cable and suddenly this thing came on. I was like, "Uh, I think I'm having a gay awakening. That girl's fine. And they were playing. It was the first time I ever saw uh, Rammstein. It was a foyer fry. And I was like, these dudes are fucking on fire. This is amazing. And I was like, I was, I had gotten into metal, new metal, a little bit. um, Before I had gone to see him, my brother that is. Um, but I never seen any of the videos, or I never seen anything. So to watch a whole block of not only this incredibly attractive woman talking to me, but then also really like aggressive metal music that I was trying to get into at the time, I was like, "This is fucking gold." And that came out in 2002. She was actually a random pick. Much Music had a like little forum thing. There was a show on Much Music called Tastemakers. Oh. That was kind of the TRL of Much Music. Hmm and she would post all the times in the forums on the website is she chewing on oh what even is that what even is that so apparently she would post on the much music boards all the time about different um artists and stuff that on tastemakers and people liked her look and her vibe and was like it's a little exploitative she was only 20 and i don't know but but nevertheless, she ended up being on Tastemakers um, as one of the, the hosts, I guess. I don't know. I didn't watch this. but And they, they were like, hey, how about you do, since you clearly have a vibe and a take, like, maybe we could do a little metal spin-off show. And that uranium was born. Yeah, basically. Oh, my God. Do you not remember I that commercial?
0: No. Oh, no. no what? So there was
1: a promo commercial oh, no. that aired during uranium oh, no. uh, around that time where she was wearing, like, four shirts. So she would take her shirt off. And then take another shirt off. And then take another shirt off. And at the end, it would just be like uranium. No, yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> so good. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Anyway, let's... Uh, Shout out or, to Julie. <laughs> I'm <Julia. laughs>
0: sorry.
1: Jesus. Amazing. So... Uh, Uranium was where I really got my first thing and because of Uranium's success, they brought back uh, the, Headbangers, Headbangers Ball, Ball the next year.
0: Well, and, you, and you brought up bands that like, you, you didn't look up the playlist and stuff like that, so you no. mentioned like Lamb of God, Yeah, so Kill the Switch. bands that
1: I found out about, and actually the first concert I ever went to when I was 14 was Cradle of Filth, Killswitch Engage, uh, Shadows Fall, and Ooh. Sworn Enemy. And it was because I saw a Cradle of Filth video on Uranium and I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I love this. These guys are fucking insane. Yeah. Cradle to Enslave. you have never seen and it. Julia said check it the word out.
0: cradle of filth. And, and I that's was like, enough to sustain good enough. me for seven years.
1: But also, uh, Kandiria, which is the, one of the oh, only, yeah. like it's a rap metal band. And one yeah. of the only metal bands fronted by a black dude. Um, and another huge band that I love so much, well, at least their first album, their second album was okay, but, uh, Kitty Thieves. That was the first time I ever saw them. And, I remember that clear this only interview I remember on the show was they had her uh they played Zero Space, which was their, their single in the, yeah. the video that I saw. And she's in in the video. It's basically just her in a bathtub full of what looks like milk.
0: She's in the video. No, no, not Julie. Oh, I'm sorry. The lead Jesus singer is of Kitty Thieves, my bad.
1: I was like, Wow. Yeah, that's no, no, no. a coup. But so Julia's interviewing the lead singer of, of Kitty Thieves, I don't know her name. Uh, and she's like, So what was in that I She's like, Oh, it's sorry, Milk. <laughs> like this makes it less interesting, but also, I love this! So, uh, yeah, it was very it was, yeah, cool.
0: For me, the punk, sh- punk show was hugely important uh, with uh, with Strombo, at Strombo. When it got bought by Fuse, it wasn't like the end of the world. There were a lot of really good shows. And they
1: basically kept most of it the same.
0: They did, they did, and they introduced a couple of new shows that were actually really great, but it didn't last. Like MTV2 It eventually became um, A place where MTV1 Would take a shit on Right And for a few It was just like Oh Spike TV Took a shit on it right, You know would yeah. just play Dukes of Hazard And Jackass And just nothing Right Nothing I guess it wouldn't play Jackass Right Because that's MTV Yeah That's MTV But I don't know it's just, It would play uh, Cops And
1: But we all mourn the loss Of the channel Where you could go And actually just see Music videos Yeah And then we all just stopped caring because I think we, it was a combination of the internet coming of age and. The internet was huge. And the channel's not delivering what we wanted anymore. But clearly, at some level, people wanted the reality show. They wanted Team Mom. They didn't want music videos anymore. I don't, I think that some
0: of it is not only that they wanted music videos, but they wanted, they didn't want the videos that were being played. I think that there's enough music videos that I think exist today that we love and watch and are part of our culture that would not have been uh 10 years ago yeah maybe. because they would have never been played and there they're was too no outlet they're for not, them they're not exactly happy
1: enough they're not part of the big labels and they're not right and so
0: you put them out but okay. even small ones some of the bands that we're going to talk about in our top fives i don't think they would have existed in the mtv era
1: i don't think you can even hear that is it picking it up What's, I know. That's... She's a weird pinchy Butter. She just wants to tear pieces of it off and eat it. I don't know why they just want to eat things that aren't food. I don't understand.
0: So even some of the songs that we think of as being sort of hits in our world, I think we sort of would, in a, in a different frame of mind, give to MTV. But I think it's been so long since an MTV, a Fuse, a Much Music That No Longer Exists, R.I.P., has ever had any influence on culture writ large, period. It doesn't. YouTube took everything that MTV, Fuse, VH1 ever had and basically just stunts with it 24-7 because it will always be different. It will always change with the times in a way that MTV never could. Because they're beholden
1: you, to whomever, sponsor <laughs> to, or whatever.
0: And, 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 and YouTube doesn't ha- doesn't care. Yep. Like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And whatever gives advertising dollars gives advertising dollars and MTV couldn't pivot like that. We looked at five things that were representative of our lives. We tried to make it something that took place in the past but also in the present.
1: Okay oh, yeah. so my list of five things that five videos that were formative for me uh, are in no way cultivated or edited to make myself look better. they are just literally the five videos that I could think immediately were uh influential in my life that i can clearly picture in my head start to finish the second i think about it and there's been plenty of videos that have come and gone since that i think are better that are more representative of who i am as a person today uh but these are the ones that uh formed you that that definitely left an impact if nothing else yes left an impression Um, uh were your parents what they were your parents oh they were my parents yes that's right
0: they raised you.
1: My mom is great. I love my mom. Um, <laughs> so. Don't we all? My mom is great. Um, she is great. I've already talked about it six times, I think, this month somehow. Uh, scream. Michael Jackson and did. Jenna Jackson. I'm glad you led with that.
0: If that was, like, the last one. No. No, nah, fuck
1: that. $9 million, I think, is what we finally figured mm-hmm. out. I finally figured out how much it was actually worth. Black and white. Weird futuristic space thing. Lots of CG. As you
0: said, that was the first moment you were just like... I can't believe that this is happening on TV. It was so
1: much money. It was so much money. And the the first time I ever saw it, I think was actually on one of those compilation things. It was, what's his name? Leachman. The guy who wrote Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yes. He hosted a top 10 countdown of the most expensive videos ever made. This was number one, which it still is number one. Uh, And I was like, what is this? And I fucking love the song. It's a a pop, powerhouse, can't stop it. So we haven't watched Scream. Fucking yeah. Michael Jack. I mean, it's just them hanging out. They're like playing fake video games. They're like fake fighting, and they're dancing a little bit. It's just so That's good. good time. Weapon of choice, Fatboy Slim.
0: I was going to put weapon of choice as one of those classic videos of the era, because of Christopher Walken and.
1: Yeah, and I think the only reason why it stuck with me so much because I had never seen a video. I was like, this is just an actor
0: dancing, dancing
1: around, and I just like it stuck with me so much. You can so clearly see it.
0: I can to this day see it, and
1: the song is almost inconsequential. Because but it's also great. It's it is. It's super catchy, but it's like it could have been in any, any song. But just to have Christopher walking there and doing weird stuff and he also like flies and stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's
0: like get, it gets to like where you're like, "Oh, Christopher walking could do, ooh, no, he can't do that."
1: <laughs> He's flying
0: now. That's And he like, yeah, go up and he? down an escalator. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's yeah. so cool. And that just
0: and that was also a, that was a big hit. Too. Yeah, like both of these were were big ones. Yeah, oh
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, this and Praise You were Fab Boys songs. Oh, Praise like, You, God, wow. and that was also an interesting video too because it was like a bunch. It was like a home recording of people dancing. Yeah, together,
0: and which is something that we do a lot now, where we have people phoning in. Happy is probably the biggest one since mm-hmm. then, where we just get people to film themselves dancing or doing whatever. And that and was super produced,
1: though intentional. Like this, the Praise You video was not no, not no, really like that at all. No. It was just like randos dancing with the song. It's true. Um. So while I don't have any, like, super attachments to Fatboy Slim, I just, this video... I don't even know if he
0: makes music. I honestly don't don't know anything about him.
1: Um, Smack My Bitch Up was maybe...
0: (laughs) That was a smooth transition.
1: (laughs) The reason why... This is another VH1 forming me after the fact, because I certainly don't remember seeing this on MTV when I was a kid, but VH1 did uh, band videos... Yes, um, yes. Compilation. Uh, Madonna was on there. Um, there was a, a bunch of other ones, but this was Too the Black number.
0: 2 Crew would be on there. Yeah,
1: yeah. So this was the number one uh, band video, and I don't. It, it, the whole video is it's the It's a first-person perspective, which is interesting in and of itself. That's not something that we do very often. So it's a first-person handheld perspective of somebody having a really debaucherous night. They're just like going through a club. They're doing a bunch of drugs. They're fucking breaking into stuff. They're they're doing all this stuff. Um, they're like hitting on women in a gross way and you're just like oh whatever this is and at the very fucking end of the video the person whose point of view we're looking at looks into a mirror and it's a woman and it's like that blew my fucking mind wow and i could not handle myself i was like this is genius this just went from like gross and predictable to like fucking amazing thank you so much for that prodigy so that stuck with me forever and and the, the VH1, like I didn't see the video when it came out but the VH1 thing, I mean I still would have been like 12 or 13 really? when it came out so I was like, this is so cool <laughs> so that was definitely informative um, <laughs> Telephone, Lady Gaga, so more recent we're trying to bring it a little people, bit into the current era.
0: Billboard says that's the number one of the twenty ten. no shit so, yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: that's, I think it deserves it, I mean it's a 10 I believe minutes, I haven't actually watched in a while but I love that they took from Kill Bill, which is one of my favorite movies. I mean, I know Tarantino's a fucking problematic person, but I, uh, I love that they have the pussy wagon in there for almost no reason. Yeah. And um, the costumes are great. All of Lady Gaga stuff is actually really good. Alejandro's a fun thing. Norman Reedus is in that video, apropos of nothing. Wow. Um, her costumes are fantastic. Her dancing fantastic. Bad romances even. But I think Telephone... I mean, having Beyonce show up is not ever a bad thing. There's never a bad time And just, like, the cigarette, sunglasses, and the prison, just everything about the video. The screenshot
0: for literally everything talking about telephone is them in the truck or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it's Beyonce driving and Gaga, and they're just, like, fabulous. Because it's supposed to be, like, a Thelma Louise, but also,
1: like, it's just, it's, it's really a great ten minutes of of music video and it's certainly 10 minutes it's yeah it's just really thought of, I really appreciate people put in the effort to aesthetics because that's the whole point right we can listen to the song forever but you're adding yeah. the dimension of a visual element then let's make it something oh and
0: it's narrative too it's like the song is not 10 minutes long so right it's like exactly you're also me- yeah because a lot of the videos that we've talked about or will talk about are, sort of conform to but but this does the thing where it expands it it makes it into like a mini movie with the song which is interesting.
1: The, I'm saving the worst for last, as you are tending to do, which is uh, Tattoo, all the things she said. I don't see this as the worst.
0: I was also a fan of tattoos, all the things she said, for different reasons. And <laughs> it was such a weird time. That's a weird video. And a very specific Oh yeah. time period.
1: Um, I for sure had this album. Uh, I for <laughs> oh, sure knew well. every word to every song at the time. Again, I'm like 14, and I'm like, I'm super gay. Oh my God. There are two girls making out in the rain. Yeah. Oh, my Not gay. This was God. amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to explode that. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, after the fact, we all found out that it was put together by some Russian porn producer, uh, the girls in the, the group, if you will, who were, it wasn't a real group, it was just a person put these two girls together, uh, they're homophobes and they're terrible fucking people, yes. and, uh, but when I was, at the moment, I was like, this, the world cannot, what a time to be alive. <laughs> fantastic. So that was certainly, certainly formative.
0: Yeah, true, true.
1: That's it, that's about from five.
0: My five are pretty, uh, not super similar, and they're also not five. It's a little longer than five. Sorry. Cheater! I know. Number one for me, formatively, and you remember this video, everybody does, Blink182, What's My Age Again? That was hugely influential for someone like me that, uh, didn't actually care about music. I never listened to music. I wasn't a... What are you guys...
1: Joe! No.
0: For someone who didn't really, who could have been influenced by almost anything, I remember buying Enema of the State. And I bought that with Newfound Glory, who just happened to be next to it. They're self-titled,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: that had hit or miss on it, which is uh, still just an amazing song. And I was hooked, and that was that was the moment that I was like, I have to buy a bass, I have to play music, I have to form a band, I have to write songs, wow. and I did The Blink-182 phase didn't last too long when I realized how easy all of their songs were. And my entire life was turned upside down, not from uh, Headbanger's Ball, but probably from something... I want to believe it's Headbanger's Ball, but I have no proof of this. But all of a sudden, we were sitting there watching TV, me, my friend Josh, my friend Dave, my friend Jay, and a song called New Noise by Refused showed up on the airwaves, and it just stunned us all. And we were a punk band. We were These were my bandmates that I was playing with and, and watching all of this and hanging out with, and we were just like, I want to write songs like that. I want to write songs. And we that's the moment that we went out and bought recording equipment so that we could record a crowd cheering and start playing music over it. We never were able to, f- to figure – It's so much easier today, like, setting up this podcast. Back in the day, though, like, we did not understand MIDI. We couldn't get it to work with our computers. And and me and my friend Dave, we bought, I mean, (laughs) this, this cute Behringer over here that is, like, mocking me in its easiness was inaccessible to me in 2003 2004 and uh and we were unable to ever do it we were unable to ever play and do a do all the kind of things that we wanted to do because of because of refused and that that song alone was like probably one of the most influential songs of my entire life can i scream yeah. we're back up on you.
1: Like, the vast yes. majority of music videos is a little bit of something going on, but then cut to the band playing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's something a little bit different than that that was also hugely influential a few years later. Runaway, Kanye. You oh, wanted to God. put this on your list as well. Yep. I definitely put this on my list. You didn't watch this so after the fact, but I watched it in 2010. When, when.
1: Yeah, it would have been beautiful. like just a couple of years after though. I was still yeah. in Florida when I saw it, so. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so Maybe you watched Maybe it was it. the... T- actually, never mind. 2010. Yeah, feel for Dark been.
0: Twisted Fantasy came out yeah, yeah. In, in January of 2010, so right then. Yeah. Um, so Runaway would have probably, potentially premiered in 2009. Yeah. Um, the, there's a 10-minute video, like you said, you know, 10-minute video. There's a, a four-minute just Runaway video. And there's, of course, the 35-minute film. Hell yeah. I watched the 35-minute film.
1: I skipped through it again. I mean, I uh, saw it way back in the day, but I skipped yeah. through it again
0: today. I, um... It made me want to listen to "Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy," and I still think that's Kanye's. There's no beating oh my that. god, there's all no, the
1: lights and the song the "Runaway" lights. itself. Just "Runaway" is like a, just a fucking beautiful song, yeah. and, and and yeah, to have "Runaway" in there too. I was just like, "I'm gonna cry." Oh man, and that was the first so... Kanye song I ever listened to. I just had a fucking flashback of being s- in my truck in Florida, and I was listening to this song. I was like, and I had to look it up later because I was like, I just heard this guy. Um, you've been putting up with my shit for way too, too long. long. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my
0: God. This speaks to me <laughs> yeah. on a spiritual yeah. level. It's a beautiful And I was line. like,
1: I need to know who this person is. But I never, like, went, went further than that, but I was very emotionally invested in that moment.
0: I want to mention, and uh, highlight especially, uh, Beyonce, Single Ladies, Countdown, Lemonade,
1: yeah,
0: all together. And, and Lemonade I've only watched once when it first came out before it got behind the title, paywall and shit. It's fantastic. I, I love the idea of, like, um, making a piece of art and then having it be a, a visual medium and an audio medium and everything. So I
1: still haven't seen it inside. So I would love to. I mean, I've definitely seen Hold Up. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that's beautiful. I mean, and itself. everybody
0: knows her, like, wielding the
1: bat. Right. Sh- breaking, breaking the cars, yeah.
0: Fantastic. So, and then I want to I recognize two, not just the two, but there are plenty of uh, bands, especially, that do sort of, they, they highlight uh, specific issues and things like that and songs that they write about. Uh, Spiritualized did a song about Hey Jane. I don't know if you watched that or not.
1: Yeah. So Fantastic. I didn't watch the whole thing. I, I was wanting to watch it before we did this because I watched the first opening. I was like, oh my God, I actually need to devote my time to this. Is that fucking Tyra? So yeah, the Spiritualized video, I only saw like the very beginning of it, and I really want to go back and watch it because it's like 10 minutes long. But Tyra Sanchez. I was like, immediately, I was like, I fucking know who that person is. Tyra Sanchez from RuPaul's Drag Race is like the star of it, and it's about like a, a either um, – drag queen, or, or uh, um, I can't believe she's transgendered. Yeah, um, that's it. Prostitute, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so it kind of follows her life, and that's the whole song, too. It's amazing. Yeah, Spiritualized, I gotta rep them, to like, you should listen to them. They're fantastic. Like, great uh, 90s, late 90s indie bands, like, huh. that are still around today, and I think they have a, they just released a new single, and I think they have an album coming out this year, so I think it'll be up to, we'll definitely be listening to spiritualize, and we'll talk about them on this show and mixed with that i want to mention not so much in the same vein but just kind of like in the sort of real department i want to say the mensigers man after the party another representative one another big moment for me is pup a band pup we don't get to talk about them their last record came out just before we started doing this podcast and every one of their videos is insane if you've ever seen stranger things or Stranger Things 2 Finn Wolfhard Finn Wolfhard was in these videos and is still in the videos post Stranger Things before he was even in the show and I want to recommend Sleep in the Heat DVP if this tour doesn't kill you then I will Old Wounds Guilt Trip Reservoir Dark Days and Mabu and it's very very fun hey we're podcasting over here what was that?
1: nothing working at nothing my job is to bark at nothing. And of
0: course, the final one I would say is Bob Dylan's interactive video for Like a Rolling Stone, which I accidentally showed to you because I couldn't keep it a secret
1: That's a couple fantastic. of weeks ago. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life.
0: fun. So when we get Like a Rolling Stone, I think we'll just do a very special. Yeah. Shit, maybe next year we'll do Like a Rolling Stone just to do the video. Maybe. Because, you know yeah. what? This music video month, Kelly, has been a lot of fun. really has. And I think we're going to do it again. But before we leave, I think we need to talk about the music video. <laughs> Dreaming of you, maybe. Dreaming of you. <laughs> so there's not a whole lot to say. Harry Dean Stanton, it, it, he's the guy. He's that guy uh, for so many people. He was in uh, Cool Hand Luke, Godfather Part Two, Alien, Escape for New York, Repo Man, Green Mile, Inland Empire. He was also in Twin Peaks, uh, not only the movie back in the day, but also the 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 the, the series that you know re premiered, if you will, uh, Showtime last year. Uh, what do you think about the video probably not what you were expecting
1: no but it was my favorite video of the month that's wow, for sure
0: wow wow, wow, wow. for Why? sure
1: because Bob Dylan wasn't in it and I know it's a harsh that's critique, a harsh take but it's just because of how poorly he lip syncs to his own music it really takes you out of it and it really makes it cringy so, to have, I mean, Harry he Dean Stan, even though he does only a couple lines, a couple lines, yeah, that he lip syncs, he does it way better than Bob Dylan could. And it's, which also leads to my theory that this is a song about himself, because it's a kind of a, 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 maybe a narcissistic view of Bob Dylan. We see a like, lot of
0: Bob Dylan stuff too. Yes.
1: I mean, the whole the premise is he's a Bob Dylan bootlegger. A bootlegger yeah. yeah. He is the bootlegger.
0: Right. The, that's, that's fair. And, uh, you know, for me, I, I like it a lot more because I just came from that part of the country. So I'm like,
1: yeah, it's great though. That's I mean, good. it's fun. It's dusty. It's it's great. Yeah, mm. June, June, come here. God damn it, We're so close.
0: Yeah, they're gonna throw up again. There. I think this is mostly a trend of like Bob Dylan in later career where he just doesn't show up. So he is like less of him, more arty big name actors showing up. Uh, it's a, it's a good video. It's fine. It's very, it's very pretty. I, I like videos that are, uh, you know, ambient and uh, take place in their natural settings. And like, he's driving, he's just driving around.
1: Well, it has a story in it. Has it has a story, it roughly. Cool and- yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I recommend it. It's a very thing. It's a weird thing. I, the, I think the song is way better than the video. I don't think the video adds anything to it. yeah, agreed.
1: But I, I, I again, prefer it over the other ones of the fucking week. Or month Ooh,
0: would you? I almost wouldn't. Oh, that's weird. You would actually, this is your shit. Oh, yeah. I'd rather watch Empire Burlesque. I'd rather watch Ty Connection My Heart. Even Mm. with the train wreck quality, it's at least got Bob in it. Which is, he's an alien. I mean, he's a weirdo, fucking, like, doesn't know how to interact with people. And I love it. (laughs) Whereas Harry Harry Dean Stanton is a professional actor.
1: I like it as an experiment, the, the connection in my heart. I like it. I'm glad that it exists in the world yeah. and that I was able to see it. But I, if I was going to have to, if somebody's like, you have to watch a music video forever. I'd like, please let me well, watch Okay. <laughs>
0: That's fair. I would, I would push back on the forever yeah. with this, uh, but this is something he does. So we're going to see Scarlett Johansson show up in music videos and,
1: um, yeah.
0: which, uh, which will be cool. So we'll do that next year. If we don't get like a rolling stone in the meantime, We will talk about that interactive video, which I'm really excited about, to dive into further. Because I think that's something weirdly forgotten. That was like 2013, friends. So if you've forgotten about it, please go. Just search for... So cool. Like a Rolling Stone video. Like, just do it. Because it is still fun. The concept is amazing. The concept is incredible. And it's so seamless. And
1: That's really it. I mean, like, people lip syncing to Bob Dylan songs better than Bob Dylan can. That is your place
0: I, Well and if you want to You can go to the Quote unquote VH1 classic version And watch him Performing it Alright so the dogs Are going crazy Kelly <laughs> this is the end Of the show This yeah. is music video month We're gone It this has is ended it. So next year We'll probably be back With another music video month So join us yeah. then Or June Join us Next week
1: And if you just can't Get enough of us Until then You can find us At Pod Everywhere Twitter Tumblr Instagram Everywhere. SOTW Pod and SOTWPod.com. Even. Are you
0: talking fast, Kelly, because we're losing light?
1: It's getting kind of scary out here in the yard.
0: There are noises that I don't recognize. We'll be back for Walking Down the Line next week <laughs> on Monday. SOTW Pod. Everywhere. Episode 63 next week. Kelly, it's been fun in the backyard. Yes. We should do this more often.
1: Oh my god, we didn't say Patreon once. Okay, goodbye! Bye! <laughs> I don't